Welcome to the Hannibal Files, a Strange Harbors podcast. This is a weekly discussion of Brian Fuller's serial killer drama Hannibal, which is now streaming on Netflix. Tonight, we'll be talking about the season two finale titled Mizunomo, and I'm joined by Amir Turing and Derek Wong. All right. So uh, I guess the sad news is that this will be the final installment of the Hannibal Files. The next episode will be the spinoff, the <laughs> magnificent <laughs> adventures of Price and Zeller, I guess, right? <laughs> since, you know, uh, everyone's fucking dead. Spoilers for the end of this episode, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, we're talking about this episode. I don't think we need to yeah. no, 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 do yeah, spoiler alerts. Um this is a this is a crazy ass episode. Uh, probably goes down in history as one of the best season finales of all time. Maybe gotta um, be up there. Gotta be up there. It's just it's just insane. I think the first time I saw this, I was I was just glued to the TV because just so much happens. It's just a. I feel like this this episode's like a pit of despair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, what, and what a leap in quality from the past couple. Not that they've been bad, but like, wow, this is really the show hitting on, like, I mean, all cylinders are firing right here. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you. We should get right into it, right? I mean, it all comes down to a big showdown at Hannibal's house, right? This circles back to the in media res we saw in the season premiere with Jack fighting Hannibal. I mean, obviously it doesn't happen until midway through this episode, but we're circling back on that and everyone converging on Hannibal here, right? And when you say everyone, you mean it's Will, Jack, and even Alana, right? It's kind of involved in that final set piece. Yeah, yeah. So the first part of this episode is really just, it's setting up Jack and Will's plan, but it's not really the plan that happens, right? Because Jack, he's going to use himself as bait almost, right? Yeah. And he wants to be wired and he wants FBI ready at, at hand. But we, you know, we'll learn very quickly this is this is not going to happen, right? This is the plan that they've kind of thought up and this is what they're going to go with. And I guess we'll find out pretty shortly here that that plan's going to get nixed pretty quickly. And this opening scene is great because it's the cutting back and forth mm-hmm. between the conversation between Will and Jack and the conversation between Will and Hannibal, right? And then it does this really great little visual trick where uh, the two Wills, they uh, they converge together in a split screen. Yeah, it's it's a neat little uh, visual trick, and I, I really, really enjoyed that. And, and it ends because both Jack and Hannibal, they, they both say... Like essentially, when when the time comes, will you do what is necessary, right? And it and mm-hmm. it, and they say that at the same time, and it focuses on on Will, and it's trying to play into this ambiguity of like, oh, what's Will gonna do? Is he gonna like embrace this darkness, this serial killer side of him, and uh, and succumb to Hannibal, or it, is he gonna get justice, right, with with Jack? So. Um, and yeah. so this leads me to, to, to ask, like, as I was rewatching this, I'm thinking, like, okay, so to what extent is the show playing fair with you on this? Like, exactly, you, right? Like, I don't. Like, do you, do, did you ever believe that Will was really going to go with Hannibal, or was it always like he was always going to side with Jack? So, what do you guys think? Um, I don't know. Is this is this uh, does this work for you? This uh, this parallel, this like Will being torn between the these two men. I mean, I, I think we talked about this a little bit, right? Through, midway through the season that I never really believed 
Will was really on Hannibal's side, right? That I think he was working with Jack the whole time. And I do think that this episode does a pretty fair job of even right at the end, tripping you up a little bit, like making you feel like maybe, maybe Will's changed. And Mm. if you think about it, I mean, not to skip ahead, there is a moment at the end that kind of signifies that maybe he has changed a little bit. What is it? Just go, let's do it right now. I mean, he he does at the end, right? You know, he calls Hannibal. And then when he gets the house, he's like, you were supposed to run. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Will doesn't want Hannibal to be caught. He doesn't want him to be killed. He just wanted him to run. That's exactly the moment I was thinking of as well. Yeah, so. Yeah. um, Yeah, he didn't have to do that. So, like, you know, the episode is so crazy. I think the first time I saw it, I didn't think very clearly about, like, where Will was physically and, like, what his motivations and stuff were. But, like, for the whole first like, I don't know, 70% of that fight, he's not there. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So, like, where is he? What's he doing? What's he thinking about? You know, where was he initially? Where was he originally supposed to be? Like, he's supposed to be at that dinner, right? Yeah. And he doesn't show up. Hannibal says, Jack, you're early. Right, yeah. So, Jack, I guess, is forced to move early because of what Kate Purnell does, right? Mm-hmm. But then why doesn't Will also show up early? It seems like Jack had his own plan and didn't tell Will. Possibly. Maybe. Right. Or maybe Will can't face making that decision between the two of them and just decides not to show. Well, I don't know, because he seems to react to the fact that Alana calls him, right? Alana's the one that's like, hey, I'm warning you that Purnell's nixed your plan and they're coming for you. And he sees the cops. So it's almost like, it, for me, it's like Jack made this decision unilaterally and, and really didn't tell mm. Will. Yeah, and it also starts happening at the same time. Yeah, and it just happens that FBI kind of forces Will's hand, and then I guess Will goes to... See, this is what I don't understand, though. Does the FBI really force his hand, though? Because Mm. why does he have to resign? Because they're saying, both Alana and uh, Purnell, they both say, oh, like, this is entrapment, it's illegal, or whatever. But entrapment isn't illegal, it's not a crime, right? Entrapment is a defense against prosecution, it's not... A criminal like it, act. it won't hold up in court, right? If, if they, yeah, if they it's, wanna... yeah, right. But like that wouldn't really put a like a, a hamper on Jack's plan in any way because it's not really illegal. You just it's not illegal. But then I think if you're thinking about Kate Purnell's character, she wants to stop this, right? And I guess the only right, way right, to right. do that is to ask for his badge to at suspend the him. To suspend him, yeah, ask for his badge. Thinking like, oh, this will stop him, but it doesn't. It, it, if anything, it, it forces him to do what he does. Mm-hmm. That's how I read it. But you're right. Even if it's not legal, I mean, I get thinking about, you know, you don't want the FBI to look bad, right? To go into the snare knowing full well that it would have never held up in court anyway. Yeah, or like, yeah, like even worse, like you catch Hannibal and then he gets off due to yeah, like he, entrapment he told, or yeah, whatever, he get, right? Yeah, he gets off and then mm-hmm. he just runs, right? You'll never get him again. Right. But, but to go back to Amir's original question, I... Do you think the show plays fair, I think? Um, I don't know. It's hard to say because, all right, here's my thing. Like, I never really bought that Will was going to turn over to Hannibal's side at all. I mean, maybe a little bit here and there, but, like, I was never like, oh, he's definitely going to embrace Hannibal's ideology or whatever. Yeah, it's going to be a full-blown murderer or whatever. Right, but, like... That doesn't make it any less compelling, I think. I think that's that's what my opinion is. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it mostly plays 
Yeah, maybe fair, fair because fair is not the right terminology. Maybe it's just is it convincing? Does it sell it? And I think that yeah, I think for me it doesn't. I think what helped is like what Derek was saying is that Will doesn't have to make that phone call to warn Hannibal, right? Right, so like exactly. Will, Will's trying to have his cake and eat it too, in a way. Like he's trying to like not let Hannibal. I don't know. He's like trying to. I don't know. Not work with Jack and work with Jack at the same time. At the end, there he like he. he it seems like with that phone call, he just can't. I don't know. He can't. He can't go through with it. He can't do it. I don't know if he's. Yeah. So I, I think that that phone call is actually really important in portraying a guy who really is somewhat torn between these two options. And I also think, in a way, Will and Jack's plan almost doesn't work if Will isn't genuinely a bit torn, right? Because like, how do you? lie to someone like Hannibal yeah how do you so much that? about you and who unless you actually do have like that like that and the fact that you actually are ambivalent about this is your cover right like like, mm-hmm. like yeah 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 I mean that's why we have that whole sequence is that like I mean they say it outright right Hannibal's like Jack thinks you're his man on the inside and I think you're mine right right and so uh, and, you know, of course, Jack says the same thing. <laughs> so yeah. everybody knows what everybody else is planning. It's just a question of, like, which way is Will going to break? Yeah. Um, which I think I think, I think think is interesting. Yeah, like you said, I think Jack is, to a certain extent, he knows how torn Will is about this. And Hannibal is, too. So, it, it, yeah, like yeah. you said, it, it comes down to which way he's going to break, right? So, And, and, and we um, do know that in the end, I guess, Will does make the choice at least twice to reject Hannibal. One where, like, okay, he encourages Jack to confront Hannibal, first of all, like, you know, at the end of last episode and beginning of this episode in order to precipitate this confrontation, this entrapment, right? And then mm-hmm. he also um, rejects Hannibal's offer to just run away with him, right? Because Hannibal's like, let's just leave right now. And Will says no, right? Mm-hmm. And then he also, he also, even previous to that, um, Hannibal smells uh, uh, Freddie Lyons' hair, right? Right. Hannibal smells Will, but he, what he catches is a scent of Freddie Lowndes, which I thought was a really great visual where you just see that kind of bright red hair, right, of hers, and then it just pans out, and you, you know, you, of course you know who who Hannibal is smelling, but I thought I thought that was a great kind of little visual um, representation of what he was smelling. It was, it was mm-hmm. very well done. And, uh, but it's interesting that even after that, which is like concrete proof that Will has sort of betrayed him, right? Or that Will is not as much on his side as he's portraying him. Um, mm-hmm. even, after, even, even after that, he still asks Will to run away with him afterwards, right? He, he's trying to test him, right? He's like... Well, I don't think it's a test. I think he really genuinely wants that. Yeah, but I think what he's trying to gauge is like, am I am I completely wrong about this? Like, right? Like, he's torn by, is Will really not on my side? Like, this, you know, I believed he was... And now I'm going to, in a sense, test him, right? I'm going to ask him to run away now, right? Because if he says yes, then it's, who cares if Freddie Lance, if he's lied about. Right, right, you're right, right. And then, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and I, yeah, to some extent, it is a test that, another test that Will fails, right? Um, And so, yes, he rejects, uh, he he rejects Hannibal uh, a, a couple of times in this episode and then goes back on it by calling him and warning him, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, I think he oh, knows think. that like he's rejected him so many times that he has to throw him a bone in some way, not to like completely upend their plan, right? 
I mean, who knows, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's clear as soon as Jack arrives at Hannibal's place that both of those guys know what's up. So it's not like there's any secrecy going on here, right? Like, right, right, right. It's clear that like we are at this dinner date to kill each other. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, I don't know how much subterfuge there needs to be. But, like, I think both of them thought the wild card was going to be Will, right? Yeah, because the confrontation between them happens even before, like you said, even before, before Will, Will arrives. Up. The conclusion of their fight never even involves Will at all, really. So you guys think that Will was just like late because of like the FBI or whatever? Yeah, because Will doesn't know that the plan is off, right? In a sense. Purnell asks for Jack's badge, and then he reacts by going to Hannibal's early. Versus Will mm-hmm. is probably getting ready to go to dinner, but isn't aware that the time frame has moved up. I guess that's how I read it. I guess maybe, yeah. I guess, yeah. Because again, because then like Alana f- warns Will after all of this happens, right? So that that does take some time to happen. I guess. I mean, this this plan was fucked like from the beginning. It was never going to go according to plan. I don't know. I feel like it might have worked. This tall sharpshooter idea is definitely way better than like hand to hand combat with a serial killer. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you guys. So we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Or we've we've been talking about it. Like, is Hannibal catching on, right? Does Hannibal know? Does this episode kind of confirm that he didn't know, right? That Will was playing him the whole time? That he only finds out because of the smell of Freddie Lowndes on, on Will? I think it's, I don't know, like this in the beginning, I think both men think that Will is their double agent. And that because that both sides can interpret anything Will does as a cover or genuine betrayal. So it's difficult to interpret. Um, so I think... From what he says at the beginning of the episode, before he smells Freddy, he does expect Will to at least be doing something. I don't know. I guess maybe it does confirm, because he does seem pretty betrayed when he smells that. But that doesn't mean that he still doesn't actually have his hooks into Will, because he does make the offer for Will to run away again. And Will does throw him a bone and warn him. So, like, he's not entirely wrong that he does have his hooks in somewhat. Yeah. Well, I think I think Hannibal has, I don't know, I feel like he has contingencies upon contingencies, because I think we'll get to this, but he has his trump card, right? That can work as both a reward to Will and also or like a devastating blow. Yeah, exactly. Punishment, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and we'll <laughs> get to that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, also, before we get into the big fight, I did like that they devoted like a short scene to to Jack visiting Bella while she's asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he, yeah, he kisses yeah. her forehead before he leaves, you know? Um, yeah. Nice little human moment before shit goes down, right? Um, yeah, before he doesn't know what's going to happen to him, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so should we get into the <laughs> the fight, the big showdown? Dude, um, how great is this fight? Dude, it's so good. Do they do they show the entirety from the premiere? No, they don't. In this, no, they, they don't? Cut, Do they, they cut it a little bit. I think they cut They cut it a little bit. Did they? Okay. Okay. I'm not sure. I have to compare. Yeah, it's not completely... Because I didn't go back and watch the premiere again, but I, I thought it was most of it, right? Yeah, you get uh, you get like most of it, but there, there definitely is um, some of it, I think, cut away. But then they add some, right? Because there's a dialogue even before they start the fight. Yeah. Um, that's extra. And then, of course, all the stuff that happens after the fight. Mm-hmm. Just to talk about it real quick i mean it's, it's much of what you saw in the premiere right they're trading jabs uh knives are getting thrown knives are getting used to try to stab each other mm-hmm. jack gets stabbed in the neck right and he he retreats to the wine cellar yeah he's like bleeding out i mean out. like if you're choking someone out you gotta choke him out like come <laughs> on 
I feel like people make this mistake all the time in TVs and movies. Like, just do it all the way, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he gets he gets stabbed in the neck with a broken plate, right? Is that what it is? That's uh, what it it's is, right? Yeah. Glass off of the like you know how he has like the display cases of the armoire where it has all the oh okay 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 has yeah. all the silverware and, and glassware like that he he someone gets run into one of those and there's just there's glass on the ground I think yeah and he gets stabbed with one of those yeah the the physicality in this fight is just fantastic and I think Lawrence Fishburne is such a great physical actor like you can see that from like the matrix and like it's great and and uh mads mickelson is great too this was just mono a mono fighting it's it's what a great fight it's definitely definitely a, a place where the the tv show benefits from not uh using uh you know sir anthony hopkins from uh, uh yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. this this younger recasting definitely works to the uh, show's benefit here because mm-hmm. both these guys are so like yeah like you said physical so it's a great it's an awesome fight and this this editing is fantastic too. It's like it's so clean and clear what's going on. I feel like a lot of modern fight scenes in movies and TV is like constantly cutting, and like this is just crystal clear, um, pretty still camera work. I mean, the camera's darting around here and there between between punches and stuff, but it's it's a hundred percent clear, like who's landing what blows and like what's happening right it's very easy to follow and i i i appreciate that um a lot and then where this fight concludes it then leads into what happens after the fight and it it kind of does this thing where it's showing you a little bit more than what the premiere showed us right because alana hears the fight or she sees the door open right to hannibal's place she kind of hears the the ruffling inside and even before the fight concludes, she's already inside the house, right? So by the time we see the end of the fight where Hannibal's like running, you know, full body sprinting towards the into the know, door, into the door, she's already in the house. And like it, it it's like this seamless transition of, well, Alana's there and she's got her gun, right? The, the gun that Will gave her and she's got it targeted at, at Hannibal. And, and basically Hannibal... Uh, is very very clever right because we know last episode he knows that she has a gun that she's been practicing firing it because he used his sense of smell and it's great because he he even tells like alana like this this is like this is not your fight you leave and you'll live right he tells her i like the line uh be blind alana don't be brave he's giving her the opportunity like if you turn your back right now you'll live right nothing's gonna happen to you i'm not gonna come for you but she of course decides to fire the gun and it's empty yeah, because he's taken the bullets already. Yeah. And she also, before that happens, she asks uh, Hannibal where Jack is. And the way he replies is so funny. Yes, he's like, he's in the pantry. Sure, <laughs> whatever. It's so funny. I think it's so hilarious. The way he, the way he hisses that. Yeah. He's like so in mid like, mid, like, throw to, like, the door, like, bashing it down. It's so funny. Um it's great. Dude, the way he leaps at that door. Oh, yeah. So it's so, so scary. Animalistic. It's savage. Yeah, That's just crazy. Good. And then he immediately just like switches lanes and like goes to trying to like manipulate again. Like even though he's like covered in blood. Like, yeah, out, yeah. Clearly yeah. trying to murder Jack Crawford. He like tries to intimidate and manipulate Alana here. And then like when that fails, it turns out he's planned ahead and taken the bullets away anyway. But it's interesting to see him switch lanes from like manipulator to murderer and back and forth. And and he's I mean, we'll get into this really shortly. He's planned even beyond that, right? It feels like 
because Alana runs upstairs, right? Finds some more bullets somehow. Well, she takes them out of her purse, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah she takes them out of her purse. The bullets are in her purse. It's like weird. Why didn't you check your gun earlier? But whatever. Um, so she's ready, right? She fires off a couple bullets because she, she thinks she hears Hannibal behind the door. And then she's taken, taken aback as much as she's taken aback. I think the audience is also supposed to be taken aback that Abigail is still alive. Uh, she's in the same room as, as Alana and she, she shook, right? She's shocked that Abigail's still alive and Abigail, she says, I'm sorry. And, and then pushes Alana out the second story window and Alana falls right on her back, right at the front, front door. So this, this is the, I guess one of the big surprises, right? Of this episode that Abigail did not die. Yeah. And that she's been living with Hannibal the whole time. Yeah. So this is what Amir was talking about, about what Beverly, we've been talking about this, like alluding to this all season long. Like what did Beverly see in Hannibal's basement? So I think now we could come out and say like, do you think that it was Abigail? Because we'd all said that, it probably wasn't just like body parts, right? So, do you think it was Abigail? I think my answer is I. I think it was probably Abigail. I think Brian Fuller's coming and said that he thinks it's Abigail. That yeah, that was the intention. He thinks it's know. Abigail. He does, shouldn't he know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at first, I when we discussed this like off, you know, off air and everything, I originally thought it could be Miriam. You know, thinking about this mm-hmm. like, because also the proximity of those episodes, right? That we know that um, Beverly sees something, right? So something that really surprised her. And it's only a couple episodes later that we find that Miriam's still alive. Mm-hmm. Or Miriam Last is still alive. So honestly, I don't know. I mean, I think there's cases for both. It's weird because when, you know, Beverly goes down into that cellar, the lights are all off. Like, is 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 Miriam, oh, not Miriam, um, is Abigail just down there in the dark, sitting there, just waiting for someone to turn on the lights for her? Right? And like that. She could be sleeping. Of, There's nothing to say. She's just like awake, yeah, like she just could, staring. She could be. I don't know. But why wouldn't she just be hidden somewhere upstairs? Like, why does she have to stay in the cellar? Because she's upstairs right now in this situation. But I guess maybe that's because Hannibal maybe planted her there. I, I don't know. Like, I still don't know who it could be. I mean, Hannibal's at home now, right? So like maybe when he leaves, he locked in the basement. I don't fucking know. It could be because. I don't know. I mean, there's there's some conditioning that I think he had to have done to Miriam too to get her to the point where you know she she doesn't know it's Hannibal that she reacts to Chilton right like she couldn't just be down in that that little cistern the whole time like Hannibal had to have done his like psychotherapy to her without taking into account what Brian Fuller has said I'm of the mind that it's uh, Abigail I feel like Miriam is too many degrees of separation away from uh beverly for her to have that instant shocked reaction that she did yeah i think i think i just think beverly's way closer to abigail hobbs so like and she has that shocked reaction like instantly so like this was a case that she had just worked on right so i feel like that makes sense i mean i don't know we're thinking a little too much about it it's it's fucking abigail (laughs) right so yeah no it could be Uh, i mean i I don't think that it's not Abigail. But you're making up. It could be Miriam. It like. could be Miriam. It could be Abigail. Like I, if someone said it was Abigail, I would be like, no, it's not. I'm not against that a theory, right? The the two characters where 
you don't show the death and they're still alive, right? Yeah. So. yeah, but the reveal is done so well, too, because it's in the middle of this really tense chase scene where Hannibal's, you know, coming for Alana and the camera goes yeah. over her shoulder and you're looking at this thing that's already in the room with her and you're like, oh, shit, how's Hannibal in the room with her? And that's not, it's Abigail, right? And you're like, oh, shit, Abigail's alive. Alana just goes, Abigail. And then all Abigail says is, I'm so sorry. And she just shoves her out the window. It's the most insane thing. It's like, Three words of dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. So it later on, we find out that Abigail tells Will, like, you know, I just did what he told me to do. So it, it's almost like Hannibal has planned this out somehow or like has thought of all these contingencies that if Alana shows up or someone like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's how did he know this? How did he plan this out? Uh, I don't know. I feel like he doesn't need to give, like, really specific instructions. Like, if Alana comes running up to the second floor, push her out the window or whatever, he could just be like, well, if they're coming for me and they're coming through the house, like, kill everyone that's not me, right? So, yeah, that's true. Um, but, I mean, it doesn't matter how she does it, right? So, um, but, like, I feel like out of all of the characters whose fates are up in the air by the end of this episode, I think Alana's pretty safe. That doesn't seem like... I mean, who knows? Like, it's the second story. I don't think it's that bad. I don't know. The show made it seem a lot worse than it was. Because it was, like, the slow motion and the shattered glass. And then, like, she's in the rain. Um, well, I, I guess I, what I was going to say is that the show kind of shows us that I think she's okay. Because she even, like, you know, Will. this is the point where Will enters. Yeah, right? yeah. Will comes in and she's Will like, go, in. go, go. Yeah, she she's, like she's conscious she's talking to will she even tells will to leave her like it's fine so like i was never yeah i'm not like you're right i'm not as worried about her as maybe we'll talk about some of the other people that get injured by the end of this this episode but what i didn't understand is why didn't she mention anything about abigail yeah she's just like jack's in there go jack's in there but like not abigail like Give the guy a warning. Give the guy a little bit of warning. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's the first thing that I would say is, uh, by the way. But it doesn't matter because quickly as Will goes inside the kitchen, the first person he sees is Abigail, right? Mm-hmm. And he yeah. is also as shocked as Alana was. Yeah. Probably even more, right? Because he, he's been the character that's supposed to kind of convince us, uh, the audience, that Abigail's been dead this whole time, right? Because he believes it. Mm-hmm. You know, all the conversations that we've had the last couple of episodes about teacup shattering and, and uh, reversing time and, and, you know, Will being this kind of fatherly figure. Forget about that. Like, on my first viewing, I thought she was dead. I was, mm-hmm. There's no way I could have predicted that Abigail was still alive. Like, Will swallowed her fucking ear, you know? So. Yeah, this is, this is not a, uh, I don't think this is like a foreseeable twist. You're not meant to like suddenly peach this yeah. together. Sherlock Holmes style, right? This is supposed to take you by surprise, and I think it does. It definitely it's, does. It's super shocking, super effective. Just like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? But uh, <laughs> Will asks, like, where where is he? And then we get this great kind of panning shot, right? We're, we're already kind of looking straight at Will, and then it kind of pans over his shoulder, and then we see Hannibal right behind him. And uh, it, that's that's scary, man, <laughs> to, to know that this uh, serial killer, psychotic serial killer is just standing right behind you. You don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Hannibal's horrifying in this episode. He's so scary. Yes. And this is this is the point where we get what we were talking about earlier. You know, Will's like, you were supposed to leave. Right. So this is our indication that Will, maybe Will has changed. Right. Will has maybe not full blown murderer. 
but he definitely feels something for Hannibal, right? And but that's not enough for Hannibal, right? Hannibal wants, yeah, Hannibal wants him to fully embrace um, this darkness inside of him and run away with him. And like, just warning Hannibal that the FBI are coming is not enough, right? He wants, he wants this full uh, submission, turn. and and, and, yeah. it's, and, and and it's horrifying because you know Hannibal, uh, he doesn't like immediately start to kill Will or something like that. He just he he like gently like touches his face and like warmly welcomes it it's like it's it's so creepy and scary and will's just like you were supposed to leave and Hannibal says we couldn't leave without you and then uh he guts will like <laughs> got some like, like a fish. farm animal yeah like a fish and this is definitely inspired by the book right because the uh, like we've already talked about this like in the books they don't really have a relationship like this at all and the first time, or Will, you know, as Will's trying to catch Hannibal in the books, he gets gutted by Hannibal. Yeah, so this is like a remix because on the show, Miriam takes the place of Will in uncovering the wound man in Hannibal's study, right? And that was supposed to be Will in the book. Um, but instead of gutting Miriam, Hannibal takes her prisoner and like, chops off her arm and all that. Uh, but they replaced Will's disembowelment here. They, they just transferred it to the season finale. So it's it's clever. It's a clever remix. I, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it a lot. I, t- I totally um, agree. And, like, you can see that Hannibal's not really, like, enjoying this. He's a little devastated because... Dude, he, he's very devastated. Yeah. He's so sad this whole episode. Poor Hannibal. Yeah. He's hard. He's hard. Hannibal. Hannibal. You, feel like you, feel, you, you do feel sad for him this episode when he's when he's begging Will to run away with him and Will refuses. And uh, like, and like, I didn't re- only on rewatching do I realize how like sad Hannibal is in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he beg- seems yeah, really heartbroken like, by this. Like, whole, yeah, like beg- this whole begging thing. Will to run away. Like, other than not getting caught, nothing goes his way, right? Because like. He wanted Will to join him, and, like, they would have taken Abigail with them, and, like, well, now he's got to tie up all the loose ends, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, so he says it, yeah. Time, what does he say? Time is reversed. The teacup I've shattered has come together. It's so, yeah. yeah, this whole dialogue, the whole this whole metaphor is so brutal. Like, it probably seems super abstract as they're setting it up in the last couple episodes, but as it all comes together here, it's just... So horrifying as as it dawns yeah. on you what Hannibal's gonna do, and it dawns on Will, and yeah, I mean with the whole dialogue from this 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 whole episode it's so revealing. I'm gonna just read it out right now. It's so easy. Yeah, you know, yeah. A, so a place was made for all of us together. I wanted to surprise you, and you wanted to surprise me. <laughs> and then he says, "I let you in. I let you know. I let you see me. Right." And uh, that that's what it's all about for Hannibal. Right, like he opened up to Will, and Will Will betrayed him, um, and he's uh, he's heartbroken, and uh, he says that Will rejected him. I give you, I'll give you a rare gift, but you didn't want it. And Will goes, "Didn't I?" And I think he did. I think to some extent he obviously did, right? And like he he set it up so that Abigail would be Will's reward, right, for coming over to his side, right? It's like, see, I I saved Abigail for you, and we can all be together, like we're supposed right, like to. I, I've made an yeah. alternate reality. Right, like yeah. I've, I've, you know, an alternate reality in which I can revert, which I have reversed time. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, 
So I wanted to ask then, my perception of his relationship with Abigail, false in a sense that he only takes Abigail as a prize for Will? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think the first season really sets up this kind of relationship between Abigail and Hannibal, like this almost like fatherly daughter kind of thing. But then so quickly does he take that away or like doesn't even think about the consequences of what he does for himself. Here's what I think. I think Hannibal does have these feelings underneath his psychopathy or whatever. But like, I think his self-preservation and like his desire to manipulate others comes way before any of those feelings. So, but th- but this for me was less about self-preservation. This this seemed to be like this is either going to be your gift or your punishment, right? It it has nothing. It seems to be all directed towards will. Yeah, I agree. That that struck me on this rewatch too is how little Abigail like mattered in and of herself, right? It was mm. just that she was all just a a tool for him to either reward will or punish will. So that was uh, that was very it was very it's very callous, right? I yeah. Because like. You do think like okay, and another if 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 Will had said yes, they would have run away and been like a family or whatever. Yeah, like a family. But I mean, like what I mean is like Hannibal does have these paternal feelings for Abigail, but like mm-hmm. in the end, it's just like oh well, too bad. You know, that's that's right. how he yeah. feels, like, right? He can, like he can easily kind of just let that go and and move yeah. on, right? Yeah. So Hannibal slits her throat. Yeah, and what was interesting is that. Hannibal asks Will for forgiveness, and Will's already just saying, "Like, don't, don't do it." Right? Like, mm-hmm. he already knows what's going to happen, and Abigail's just standing there, almost like clueless or just like powerless to do anything. Paralyzed. Like, yeah, right. Th- by the whole situation, where Hannibal asks her to come over, and and he grabs her and just slits her throat. Right, like Garrett Jacob Hobbs would have done. Yeah. So yeah, it's this is a brutal episode. Because Jack's bleeding out in the wine cellar, Will's already on the floor bleeding out, and then now you got just blood all over the, you know, Abigail's blood all over the floor and herself. Like, all right, I think I think we're all in agreement that Abigail's in the worst shape here, right? Oh man, like, yeah, yes, but then like Will, like when he guts Will, he like guts him, and then you hear like the shivving and the twisting and i'm just like how does will even survive i mean this? they're all in bad shape i mean obviously yeah. everyone's I mean, I would, yeah I fate rank, is up in I, the I air i would rank jack as like maybe the most likely out of these three to survive and then uh i would say alana like we were eliminated oh, out of the three okay yeah he was stabbed in the neck though but it's just like i, 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 I might i might give it to i think i gotta give it to will the, the other two are both stabbed in the neck i don't know man i mean but it's insane seeing, like, Will trying to hold his guts in and hold, like, the gushing wound in Abigail's yeah, throat yeah. Like, it's brutal. It's just I insane. mean, here, here's the thing about Jack's wound, because, like, that was, like, a purely defensive, flailing blow from Hannibal when he's, like, in the chokehold, mm, right? So, like, you right. don't know if that... But, like, Abigail's throat slit was, like... Super deliberate. Intended yeah. to be like a killing blow, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a super know. deliberate. Uh, I don't think Abigail's looking so hot here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I, I think, I think, and I think the whole, you know, like I don't know, poetic sadism of Hannibal, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to, to to kill Abigail just as he's restored her to Willie in the same way that her father killed her. Yeah, you know, it's I, the I, most I poetic. Think, yeah, I don't yeah. think she's intended. I don't think she's intended to survive that blow. So um, they. 
the episode kind of ends with Hannibal leaving, right? He he's he, in a sense he he won uh, out of the confrontation. He's the one who gets to go free in a sense. He gets that edit, right? Cool guys don't look explosions yeah. when they're. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's not an explosion, but like this is this is just as bad as an explosion. <laughs> so one thing we didn't bring up at the beginning of the episode is that uh, we get the return of the Garrett Jacob Hobbs ghost. Mm. Will Will sees him in a dream, but then part of that dream is that Will's like shooting the stag. Mm. But then at the end of this episode, he he while he's lying on the floor, he sees this stag. It's also gutted and it's like dying on the floor. Like, so I was a little confused. Like, is is he still the stag? Is he the stag? I think it's just the piece of himself um, that was gonna be with Hannibal, I guess, and that symbolizes that piece of him dying. Um, I don't know. It's fucking dream logic. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes the stag imagery is like confusing because it, it jumps back between like who is it Hannibal? Is it Will? Is it? I thought we abandoned the whole stag I think, imagery. I think that's the point, right? Like it it can represent so many different things, and I think that's part of the beauty of it. So I mean, who knows? Yeah, but like the, this is just a crazy end to this episode, right? Because we there's like four people that could potentially die. Don't know who's gonna die yet. So this this show was on the fence. Can you imagine if this was the series finale? Series finale, I know. Would would that be awesome or would that be terrible? I mean, would you be about, mad? Talk about going out on a high note. I mean, that's a high note. But then you're just like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> like, we want to know what happens. But then you can have anything happen though in your head, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if this hap- if it, if this was me, I'd be a little frustrated. Like, not because not mad there. at the series itself because it is a great episode, but like mad that like. NBC like wouldn't pick it up again and like recognize that this was such a great season, such a great show, and like give closure to its fans. Like, you, I'd be more frustrated probably than network. I think than that anything. was that yeah. was part of the plan by Brian Fuller to g- give this completely bonkers episode as the season finale. It's like daring NBC to cancel, right? That's like, eh, you want to cancel us now? Huh? <laughs> uh, you know, because like. Not to get too far ahead, it doesn't quite work for season three, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we're getting really ahead of ourselves, but just, just a tease. I mean, everyone's dead. It's just Price and Zeller now. So. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, Price and Zeller are just trying to trying to catch Hannibal and get revenge for all their friends. <laughs> and and they, they have to recruit Freddie Lowndes to help, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Chil- uh, Oh no, Chilton might be dead. I can't. Remember. I can't remember if Chilton's alive or not. <laughs> uh, well, I think the last we saw Chilton was uh, yeah, Miriam face, last right? blowing a hole in his face. Yeah, so, we don't know if he's dead or alive. So it's just she like, domed him. Domed him pretty good, man. <laughs> but no. Uh, but overall, like, what did you guys think of the season? What did you guys think of the finale? Just to kind of recap the season. Not recap the season, but kind of like just, pers- you know, retrospective for the whole season. This is one of the best seasons of TV of like all time, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it deflates a little bit after the Will in prison arc. I don't think the Verger storyline is quite as strong as the other parts, but it's all in all, it's very, very good. And then obviously you have this episode, which is just balls out incredible, right? Um, I don't know. Do you guys agree? I, I, I do think like the Will in prison arc is just fantastic. It's so good. I think there are elements of this season that are just make it some of the most memorable TV I've seen in a long time. 
I don't know if I would go as far as like one of my favorite seasons of TV, just because, like you said, the Mason Verger stuff, which is like still like four or five episodes of this season, are not mm-hmm. that great. Like I didn't really enjoy it as much. So like that kind hmm. of Interesting. hinders it a little bit for me because I you know I I still can't really separate that from the the first half. Like if it was mm-hmm. just the first half in this finale, like man, it would be very hard for me to not rate this as like one of the top three or top five or something. You know what I mean? Of seasons yeah, of TV yeah, I've yeah. ever seen. But yeah, what, what about you, Amir? Um, yeah, I'm kind of like right there in a similar zone to both you guys. Like I I, I mean, this finale is unbelievable. Like it's it got to be up there on uh, one of the few best TV episodes ever. And um, the and I agree with and I agree the first half of the season's way strong the second half and yeah like I guess as I was watching the Verger arc I didn't I didn't enjoy it as much um, so I kind of think I put like maybe the individual episodes on that high level but yeah I don't know if I put the whole season on that level yeah 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 but it's yeah I mean it, it's it's still unbelievable and I think that uh, I don't know it's sort of this is sort of the I don't know. Red Wedding or, like, I don't know, whatever the pivotal episode of the series, like, is that you want to get to, like, this is it. Like, this is his. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say, like, Game of Thrones had, like, Baylor and, like, the Red Wedding, uh, the Reigns of Castamere, you know? But, like, I don't know, this is, like, this is, like, all that before Game of Thrones, right? Uh, this is a gut-punch episode where kill or don't kill four people in one foul swoop, right? So, um, and it's just as bloody. Some yeah, of this this show is crazy. This show yeah. is crazy, and it's and it's yeah. I mean it. It's a it's a crazy it's a crazy unbelievable season of TV. It's super good. Yeah, um, definitely worth watching. Yeah. And uh, and there's a post credit scene to this episode. That's right. <laughs> and this is pretty shocking too. Yeah, uh, Hannibal's on a plane, Air France, and the camera pans over, and who's in the seat next to him? Uh, Bedelia du Maurier. <laughs> I think that's an interesting development. I, I think it's pretty great. Um, and, and that puts me back in yeah. the box of like, I don't know what the hell this lady's ever thinking at any given point in time. Their <laughs> relationship is so weird. Yeah. I, um, I don't know why you'd go anywhere with Hannibal. Like, willingly. I guess maybe he's threatening her or something. I don't know. We yeah. don't know. But so, yeah, that that's the question is, uh, is she, was she taken or is she willingly going? Right? Yeah. Like, we don't know yet. Yeah, or somewhere in between, (laughs) which is where she's always been, I feel. But yeah, that definitely sets up for a interesting third season. Yeah, so the interesting thing is actually that Brian Fuller said that they toyed around with the idea of having Abigail on the plane instead of Bedelia and just not have Abigail in the house showdown Mm. at all. Um, But I do think this is way better. I think what happens to Abigail is poetic and it makes sense. Um, and it ties in thematically with everything with Will and Hannibal and Abigail, the the trio. And, and I don't think uh, seeing Abigail on the plane would have been as great. I don't think. Yeah, it's definitely it's a it's a tease, right? Whereas it's like, whoa, what are they yeah. going to do next season with Abigail being alive? As opposed to like this like insane like reveal that, that that that's thematically tied into everything so yeah i agree with you it wouldn't have been as good and yeah. then like if they tried to do something similar next season as to what they did with this with the real season two finale it wouldn't have hit as hard because they've they've like 
uh, mm-hmm. they've they've shown you that it's already going to happen, right? Yeah. So I mean, to play devil's advocate, though, a little bit, because I do, I do agree. I think I generally do agree with your assessment that mm-hmm. what the original plan was probably much better. But let's play devil's advocate here in a little bit. Like, one thing I did miss was Abigail, right? In this whole season, I would have loved to seen her more and more episodes. So, like, to find out that, you know, she is still alive and that she could have been an opportunity to have for more throughout the season. Like, that was, for me, not a missed opportunity, but, like, you know, I could see an alternate reality where I was like, oh, man, I wish somehow they incorporated Abigail in more of these episodes. So, like, if we see her, see her on the plane, it, it, for me, would have been a sign like, oh, maybe we're going to get more Abigail in the third season, right? But now it's like, oh, is Abigail alive? Did she just come back to die again? You know, mm. so like just to play devil's advocate in that in that regard, because I, I do really like the character of Abigail and Casey Rolls' performance. And I mean, I've, I do wish she was in more episodes. I just want to see what Abigail's been doing this whole time. She's chilling <laughs> yeah. in Hannibal's house. You know? Maybe she's been practicing pushing people out of windows. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I looked this up really quick, Jeff. Um, actually, the Reigns of Casimir episode, I think, believe came out before this one. Oh, did it? Oh, shit. So. Game of Thrones is fucking old. <laughs> yeah, because I think this aired in like 2014. Oh, Rain, shit, really? So like it's it it's up there. I just think like oh. I think more people would have been talking about this episode if more just more people watched this show, right? Wow, my sense of timing is so skewed because Hannibal was canceled so long ago, and then Game of Thrones just ended like last year, you know. Yeah, so, and, like, but that had like eight seasons, right? So like it had started almost yeah, like, 2010 yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Mm. Yeah, wow, so. concurrent. I didn't. I I totally forgot. Also, sh- shows should end like Hannibal and not like Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's another debate. That is another debate. Yeah, um, but like I think we've all said it. A great episode of TV, great season of TV. Mm-hmm. Let's let's I'm let's see if they can keep it up, right? I mean, just so people who are watching for the first time, the third season is not the Adventures of Price of Zeller. <laughs> there, there is a third season, so we'll be talking yeah. about that. Um, yeah. All right. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess that'll conclude this week's episode. Where can people find you, Derek? Uh, you can find me at the wrong Dayk, uh, Dayk spelled D-A-Y-I-K, and that's for Instagram and Twitter. And then you can also find me on my other podcast called Geeks in a Pod, uh, where we talk a lot of just different kind of geeky pop culture things like movies, television, video games, etc. We just had an episode on, because um, we all watched Mulan. Uh, that was a fun episode to talk about. So definitely check that out. But where can people find you, uh, Amir? Um, you can check out my letterbox, I suppose. And what about you, Jeff? Uh, you can find me on my blog at strangeharbors.com. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at strangeharbors, uh, where we are currently covering the Toronto International Film Festival and the New York Film Festival. So lots of stuff going on there. You can check us out there. And, and if you guys he's have... doing a podcast. Come on. Yeah, lots of <laughs> shit going on. Um pretty crazy and if you guys have any questions comments suggestions please uh feel free to shoot us an email at chef at strangeharbors.com we like seeing emails we like reading them out on the podcast sometimes so feel free to shoot us an email and if you like this podcast the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts whether it be apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher or any of the other popular podcast apps uh, if you're listening to us on apple podcasts 
please do us a favor and give us a great star rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to more people. And uh, so, yeah, that will include season two. We're going to jump right into season three next week. So we'll do seasons, uh, season three, episode one and two next week. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next week for that. Yeah, see you guys All next right. week. See you next week, everybody.